Now there's this meticulous. What do you think of this twist? You you mean what I think of the yes uh, of the idea of the monkey killing her? Yeah, I think that it's well prepared before, uh -huh. so I think that it can became realistic. <laughs> From the darkest corners of Chicago, this is the Unenthusiastic Critics Halloween Movie Marathon. Hello everyone and welcome to the Unenthusiastic Critic. I'm Michael McDonough, I write about film and television at unaffiliatedcritic.com. With me today, and ready to be bugged, is my lovely wife Nakia also known as the Unenthusiastic Critic. Hello. On this week's episode, Nikki and I are continuing our Halloween movie marathon with Dario Argento's Phenomena from 1985. And Nikia, we are running late this week, as sometimes happens, so we are going to do sort of a truncated episode here. We're going to do a few minutes of preliminary, and then we're going to get straight to this cinematic masterpiece. Okay. Honestly, probably our audience will appreciate this. I'm not sure how much they care about our blathering. They just like, you know, get to the movie already. Mm -hmm. But let's talk a little bit here at the top. We began our horror marathon last year with Dario Argento's Suspiria. Yes. Which I think you liked, I if did. I recall correctly. I do remember liking it. I don't, and I went and looked back at my notes, and they are not helpful. I need to start taking better notes. <laughs> <laughs> For example, pull up to school, hysterical woman runs into woods, red and blue light. <laughs> Creepy boy. <laughs> Maggots falling from ceiling. <laughs> Falls into room full of barbed wire. <laughs> bat attack? I don't even remember the bat. Like, I don't <laughs> These are great notes. <laughs> Kills main witch. School implodes. Alice in Wonderland. You totally... You, that's the whole movie. You have it all right there. <laughs> I do remember liking it, though. But the maggots, notes. the room full of barbed wire. The notes are not helpful. <laughs> I think you captured the spirit of that movie. Mauled and eaten to death by own seeing eye dog. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a thing that happens in Suspiria. So, yes. <laughs> okay. Suspiria is definitely Argento's best known movie, certainly mm -hmm. in the States. Argento's 79 years old now. He's still making movies. He supposedly has a new film coming out in 2020. But the general consensus about his career is that maybe he should stop. Really? Diminishing returns? Diminishing returns. Okay. His last film, uh, Dracula 3D in 2012, has a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Aww. And that's kind of been the story for the last 30 years <laughs> or so of Argento's career. I think the standard narrative is that it was always a balancing act with Argento. You kind of ignored the cheesy elements, the illogical storytelling, the questionable acting and writing in favor of all the many strengths of mm -hmm. the, you know, the fantastic filmmaking. And I, I think the standard narrative is that the balance got off at some point and that the later movies, it just became harder to ignore the weaknesses and the strengths were not as strong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think generally opera in 1987 is considered his last great film. But this movie, uh, which was probably his last to get a really wide release in the States from 1985, is right up there. Rob Hubter at Slash Film, in ranking all of Argento's movies, puts this at number two, ahead of even Suspiria, which to me is generous, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, he says Deep Red is the best Argento film. But this absolutely bonkers tale is my favorite. The kills are bloody and stylish affairs. The violence is cringeworthy. The Swiss filming locales are beautiful. The score is a mix of the ethereal and the propulsive. And damn it, it's just a ridiculously fun time in Argento land. Ed Gonzalez at Slant calls it Dario Argento's battiest and most spiritual landscape. Uniquely and fabulously scatterbrained. You're getting excited as I talk, I can tell. Am I? More concerned. <laughs> Uh, Luigi Bastardo at Cinema Centuries says Phenomena is something like an Italian cinematic variation of paella with just a dash of LSD to enhance the flavor. What the hell kind of <laughs> metaphor is that? Equal parts jalo, horror, and a lot of other interesting juicy bits of meat. Paella with LSD. Paella with a little bit of LSD. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. That I clear idea of what this is. Sure. 
And then I, I come closest to this comment, and this was just a comment by a random person on an article on the blog, Things That Don't Suck. <laughs> Not even the author of the article, just somebody commenting on it. I happen to see his name was Demetrius. I'll link to it. But this person said, perhaps my favorite Argento movie. Sure, it's bugfuck insane. The songs are hilariously misplaced and the acting is eh, variable, but it's still a masterpiece of some sort. That's kind of how I feel about it. It's bug fuck insane. Eh, and a masterpiece. Of some <laughs> but sort. somehow a masterpiece mm-hmm. of some sort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this sounded like a winner. Yeah. As I said last week, I honestly just need to watch this movie with you. I need you to be aware of it. I need you to experience the bug fuck insanity with me, and I need for it to become part of the common vocabulary of our marriage. I feel like our marriage can't really stand. <laughs> A whole lot more of your quote-unquote vocabulary. So I I would advise you to tread carefully here, friend. I am so looking forward to watching this with you. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's a lot to say about this. And obviously I don't want to give you any more information than you already have about this movie. I think it's really best to go in as innocent as possible. This is Jennifer Connelly's. It's not her first movie. She'd had a small part playing the younger version of Elizabeth McGovern's character in Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in America. She had been a child model. She'd been in a Duran Duran video. But this was her first leading part. She was 14 years old. This was made about a year or so before one of your favorite movies, Labyrinth. Yes. Or anything, what else I can say to, to get you interested in this? Uh, the costumes are by Armani. Is that Does that help? I mean, that wouldn't be, that's not the designer that excites me. So, but sure. Okay. (laughs) All right. Like I said, we are, we are just going to get right to the movie this week. I guess, is there any point in my asking what you're expecting from this after I've built it up for you? Um, I'm expecting to be angry at you after, but that's about it. Why would you be angry with me? Because the last time we got to this batshit crazy territory, it was sleepaway camp. And again, that is a fissure in our relationship. (laughs) So... Yeah. Again, that's a movie that you needed to know I did existed. Not, absolutely didn't. No one needs to know that that film exists. <laughs> For those of you watching at home, Phenomena is available to stream from Amazon Prime, Shutter, or Tubi. And there may be versions available elsewhere, but be careful. This movie was released in the States with half an hour cut out of it under the title Creepers for the full bugfuck effect. That is not the version you want to watch. So you're looking for a two hour version, not the 86 minute version. I think this is going to be fun. I think we're going to enjoy this one. Okay. Okay. Let's go see. All right. Jennifer is the new girl. In a strange school, she's taunted by her classmates, haunted by a deadly secret. Is she insane? Well, she's not normal. And caught up in a murderous wave of terror. When the murderer hides his victims, he likes to keep in physical contact with them. But Jennifer's got a few million close friends. Insects never hurt me. I insects. They're in a position to do extraordinary things. And she's going to need every one of them. That's why it's your magic wand. Ask him to lead you where the dead bodies are hidden, and he'll lead you. From one of the most acclaimed masters of suspense comes the chilling tale of a young girl trapped in a web of evil. It will make your skin crawl. And we're back. During the break, Nikki and I watched Phenomena. Mikia, I said at the beginning that the later movies of Dario Argento got more and more ludicrous. The quality decreased. So aren't you glad that we watched this movie from the height of his career when he was still making restrained, sophisticated suspense? This movie was absurd from beginning to end. (laughs) Doesn't it make you want to watch the later movies that got more ridiculous? No. No, it does not. (laughs) 
I'm almost ready to like take back my love for Suspiria at this point. <laughs> oh no, retroactively. You're just gonna, you, yeah, we're, we're done. You like him less now? I may like him a little How less. How is that now. possible? Because the film was absurd. <laughs> the film was genius. Nope. Yes. You don't know what that word means. <laughs> All of these beautiful elements seeded through the first hour of the movie, then coming to this just crescendo of absurdity, (laughs) brilliance Mm -hmm. in the last 10 or 20 minutes of this movie. No. (laughs) Where it's just overwhelming with the images and sensations Mm -hmm. that just come right after one right after another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I disagree. From word one, it's pretty much just what the fuck the whole time. I don't know that there's any redeeming quality to this film. The acting is terrible. (laughs) There are weird sort of rock interludes at really inappropriate moments. The music is odd, as as I think we mentioned earlier. And, uh, yeah, you you said during the movie something that the reviewer for the New York Times said, which is that the, the chimpanzee is the best actor yeah. in the movie. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so, uh, how, how would you like to tackle this? I don't even, this, I don't know. This opus. I have no idea. It doesn't even make a whole lot of sense as a film. I don't understand so many choices. and Like, like what? Any of it. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You admit that you had to see this movie, though. I do not admit that Like, how could you have gone through your life without having experienced this movie? I could have happily gone through my life having never experienced this film. How could we have a relationship without being able to to discuss this movie? We've had one for nearly 15 years. And it's been hard for me not to, you know, make references to this movie constantly. It makes me think less of you, quite frankly. You (laughs) should not... You can't think any less of me than you do. You really should stop sharing these things with me because... (laughs) You, you know, you go down in my esteem every time you tell me this is that something that you love and it turns out to be, I don't, I don't know what this was. How would you describe this movie to, to a friend to whom you were recommending it? I, well, I wouldn't be recommending it to a friend. To, to an enemy? Maybe to an enemy. I don't know what the fuck this movie is. It's paranormal. Sure. Gore. Gross out horror film with a fucking chimp. Everything you say is just selling it. It's not. Because none of those things make... It doesn't make any sense. It, there are so many elements. I feel like I just needed editing. There were just way too many elements. Okay. So why don't you just start by just, you know, very briefly just summarize the, the very simple plot of this the, film. It's not a simple plot. There's no... I still don't know that I'm quite sure who killed who <laughs> and why. To be fair, we said that at the end of Suspiria, too. Like, Did we? Who, who actually was the murderer in Suspiria? Okay, well, maybe and this it, is it all just came down to witchy shit, in your words. Okay, well, I, I can't even fall back on witchy shit on this. This is, is it like Halloween, where it's like Jason's mom was the killer for the first one, and then it was Jason after that? Wasn't that the situation with Halloween? Friday the 13th. Sorry, it was Friday yes. the 13th. Right. Yes. His, his mom was the killer in the first movie, and then he was the killer in the second movie. So did she... I'm confused. You seem to be struggling because with Because I am confused with all of it. So let's just get clear on the murder. Okay, you're just jumping right to the end here. Because this is... I mean, I don't, I don't know how to answer anything else until I figure this out. Okay. So she used to work at the mental hospital. This is Frau Bruckner. Sure. You're talking about. Whatever. <laughs> Played by... Daria Nicolodi, who was Argento's longtime girlfriend. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mother of Aja Argento. That says something about their relationship, but okay. <laughs> so Frau used to work at the mental institution. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And she was attacked at the mental institution. Yep. She was raped, apparently. Okay, so that's the part I wasn't clear on. Yeah. So she was raped at the mental institution. <laughs> yes, through the bars, she says. Okay. <laughs> and... <laughs> So then this, the son that we see is the result of this rape? Yes, this is a rape child. Was he born with that face? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because he was uh, a child because of... Because of rape, I think, yes. Rape by a mental patient. Something like that. Okay, so that's a whole bunch of fucked up <laughs> shit right there, right? <laughs> the child is based on a real syndrome. I don't, it doesn't have anything to do with rape, but there's a real, you know, syndrome called Patau syndrome or mm-hmm. Patau syndrome, which apparently causes facial deformities whether they look exactly like this child look as i saw in one review i can't remember where i read but somebody described him as looking like a boiled lobster with teeth sure (laughs) 
But yes, so this this child was the child of of rape. Okay, so here's okay, and apparently insane and murderous because the father was insane and murderous. The child is insane and murderous and deformed. Okay, I feel like right. That's so what I'm saying. Is like I feel like that's a fucked up message. I mean, I, are you looking for a big backstory on I, the murderous I deformed li- child? I would like to, well, sort of. <laughs> Kids don't just come out like that. <laughs> so to me, so, the I logic mean, is so there should be. We should do a prequel. He, to this. he was the product of evil semen, and so <laughs> he came out deformed and evil. Like happens. But doesn't. And I feel like is a bad message around mental illness and mental health. I just, I don't, I don't know. You're always looking for messages from these movies. Because it's fucked up because you're saying. Fine. I don't, I still, I'm, <laughs> that bothers my soul. But okay. <laughs> so you want to know who is killing people, the the mother or the son? Is that what you're looking for here? Yes. Okay. Well, we know because at the end, Frau admits to killing the entomologist. Yeah. And there were some other people in there. Yeah. I don't remember. So I, I th- the answer is both. I think the answer is both. I think the kid was killing people and then the mother started killing people to, to protect. To cover up for the kid. To cover up for the kid. Okay. So when the cops were getting too close or when the entomologist was getting too close, then she killed them. Something like that. It's it's really not as important as you're making it out Except that it is because it's the entire fucking plot of your film. <laughs> And none of it makes But that's sense. the first thing you need to let go of when you're watching Argento movies. The plot of Suspiria didn't make any fucking sense either. But at least Suspiria was beautiful in places. This had a, no, sort, a no, sort of beauty no, of its own. There was nothing beautiful about this film. I, okay. <laughs> nothing at all. So we open on a fucking Swiss Alps or whatever. Yeah. And there are tourists, and they're getting on the bus, and they have left one uh, a young lady yes, this behind. One, this was another member of the Argento family. This was uh, Fiore Argento, this his man daughter. Does not love his family. <laughs> um, so she's left behind, which is you know a highlight of the importance of the buddy system when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and she comes across a cottage in the Alps, and she goes looking for help. And we, the audience, see that something that we can't see is chained up to the wall and is fighting mightily to break free of the chains yeah. and eventually does so and chases this girl out into the Alps, into the woods. Mm-hmm. Argento loves girls running through woods. He lo- yes, he loves those the, the running girl um, And then stabs her with scissors, which I think was also in Suspiria. I think there yeah. was some scissor stabbing. Yeah, he has some definite fetishes. Scissors, glass. Yes, because then mm-hmm. this this girl backs up into a pane glass window in the middle of the woods. Yeah, it's super, I'm right. confused as to where we it's are like, She's like out on this like waterfall yeah. and there's a railing there, which is fine. But then somehow there's a plate glass window yeah. mm-hmm. above the railing. Which there's no structure or anything. No, there's, there's just no a window. For that to be there. There. He just likes to push women through windows. Yes. Um. So yeah. So the now we get this super slow mo. They said yeah. they filmed like they had a special camera to film that super slow mo shot of the glass breaking mm-hmm. into her face. Mm-hmm. And I saw an interview with her where she said, you know, my dad told me. Oh, it's it's sugar glass. It's special effects glass. It won't hurt. And she's like, it hurt a lot. <laughs> this man does not love his family. Uh, yeah. So she's killed by again an act yeah. an actor that we don't see decapitated. Um, and then it's decapitated because we see her head sort of tumble down the Alps into the waterfall uh, below. Um, but see, this is again where I come at. So that baby did that. Little boy did that. I mean, the boy was, I think it said, they said 15 years ago is when she was attacked. So the boy is, you know, Right, but when we see 14. him, he's like two feet tall. Well, he's like a dwarf or something. Yes, it's... Okay, I don't... This is two, two movies in a row in which we have murderous dwarves. Which is also a problem. <laughs> okay, but so even if he's 40, he's still a dwarf. Uh-huh. How is he... I'm just... Con- I, like, I don't... Does he have the strength of an yeah. elephant? Because he's able to break free of chains that are bolted into the wall. He has the strength born of being, you know, a psychopath rape baby. That okay, you, you see how everything, like super all the logic relies <laughs> on this belief that evil, psychopathic super strength is transmitted via semen. Mm-hmm. And we're okay with that? I don't know why you're getting hung up on that. Because it's, everything is based on that. <laughs> everything is based on my believing that. In fact, at one point, Frau Buchner says... These are things that can happen in a woman's life. <laughs> Except that they can't. Can rape happen? Absolutely, These yes. Things that happen. is a thing that can happen in a woman's life. Can being raped by a psychopath through the bars of a mental institution result in... 
giving birth to a murderous, super strong lobster faced baby. Yes. Dwarf baby. I'm sorry. Dwarf baby. Mm hmm. Right. That makes no sense. <laughs> and, and everything else in the movie makes sense? No, not at all. But what I'm saying is mm-hmm. I need to be able to hold on to something. Okay. There's a whole lot of crazy and there's nothing for me to hang on to in this film. You have uh... nothing. <laughs> Okay, let's back up, shall Mm -hmm. we? Okay, so after the murder of, uh, her name is Vera, this is the the first girl that's murdered, then we come to to Jennifer Connelly arriving at this school. Mm -hmm. Tell me about Jennifer Connelly. Again, a very simple character. No, she's not a simple character. So Jennifer Connelly is being sent to a girl's school in Switzerland by her actor father, Mm -hmm. Perry Como, what the fuck was his name? (laughs) I don't know what his Cor- name is. Paul Corvino or something. Paul Corvino, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was picked up by Frau, and they are riding to the girls' school, and she is talking about, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about, <laughs> um, but she's playing with a bee. Yeah, right, there's a bee in the car, there's yes. There's a bee in the car, and she's sort of playing with the bee, and Frau freaks the fuck out <laughs> and basically has, like, a spasm in the backseat about this damn bee, which, considering what she obviously does in her spare time, right. she's she, been a little she's bit of a pussy perfectly fine bee. with murder, but that bee freaks her freaks the fuck her out. out. Yeah. And freaks the driver, like, the driver's swerving they all over the road. They are having an accident <laughs> about this damn bee. Hmm. And Jennifer Connors is like, no, 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 bees are my friend. It's fine. And like, catch, I don't, if, whatever. So she, she like likes bugs. She's like the bug whisperer. She's the bug whisperer or some shit like that. Um, and then Frau lady tells her, oh, you're going to Swiss Transylvania, which red flag number one. Um, <laughs> Several people in the movie say that. Yeah. And then we learn that her father's in the Philippines and conveniently cannot be reached by phone. Mm-hmm. Red flag number two. Mm hmm. So they get to the girl's home, and then red flag number three, Frau was like, oh, by the way, stick to the main building. The rest of the grounds are sort of off limits because they're not safe. Mm-hmm. Then she's in the room with a roommate, and she's like, I'm hungry. I don't have any food. So conveniently, this roommate has baby food <laughs> left over from when her little brother came to visit. Which is just weird. It's just a weird scene. Weird. And Jennifer Connelly just goes over and eats the baby food and then introduces herself. With, with a toothbrush. She's... So, like, you don't even know this bitch's name, but you just took her baby food. <laughs> and it's, that's not a good way to start off a roommate relationship. But, yeah, so she's eating it with a toothbrush. Because... Believe it or not, that was one of the scenes that was cut from the American version. Can you believe that? Because it is unnecessary. <laughs> It is ridiculous. <laughs> and so we meet the mean headmistress who comes in and is just like... Wait, so her roommate is Sophie. Sophie, let's get, let's yes, get, okay. whatever yeah, Okay. Who was supposed to be like a badass because she's smoking in the room. Right. Or mm-hmm. Yeah. Who also mentions the murder. I mean, you're looking for red flags. She yeah, also mentions, she also oh yeah, by like, the way, there's FYI, a yeah. there's a murderer going yeah. around killing girls our age. So we're at like 10 red flags. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. there's the mean headmistress who comes in and is just like, no posters, no smoking, no anything. Turn the fucking light out and go to bed. Then we get Jennifer having a fitful night of sleep. Mm-hmm. And we cut to a scene of second girl running in the woods. And this is scored by a really discordant rock song that makes no sense in this scene. <laughs> this, I think this is Iron Maiden. Okay. And then we cut between the scene of the girl running in the woods and Jennifer Connolly sort of thrashing about in her bed and obviously having a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then she sort of goes into a trance and starts sleepwalking through the school. Right. And it's very obvious that she's sort of seeing something else through someone else's eyes as she's sort of sleepwalking. And we see the girl that we had seen running in the woods, running towards Jennifer Connelly, and then she stabs. Okay, wait. So wait, wait. So Jennifer, yes, Jennifer Connelly is sleepwalking. Right. She sleepwalks up to like the roof mm-hmm. of the building. One of the and like, then, like out areas, on a ledge, yeah. this crumbling ledge, and she's looking in the window, and she sees this girl mm-hmm. inside the building screaming, runs towards the window, mm-hmm. smashes into the window because of it's a Dario Argento right. film, and that's windows are meant for faces. Yes, and then if that weren't enough, we see a sword, sort of javelin knife, javelin thing. Thing yeah, come through her mouth, out her mouth, mm-hmm. out the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so she died. Uh Uh-huh. Then Jennifer Connelly falls off the roof. Right. The ledge crumbles. She falls. Her nightgown gets caught on the ledge, Mm -hmm. so she doesn't quite die, but she falls into the hedges. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So far, it's a very ordinary night. Sort of stumbles out, and then I don't know where the fuck she is, and she just sort of stumbles into the road. She stumbles into town. (laughs) 
I don't know how she got there. She's sleepwalking still. Disorganized. She's sort of still sleepwalking, sort of awake, almost gets hit by a number of different cars, (laughs) finally does get hit by a car, and it's these two dudes who pick her up and put her in the car... And she's fighting them off, and they are like sort of concerned about her, but then also sort of rapey. <laughs> it's kind of it's unclear, very, isn't it? Like it's just it makes I don't I'm I'm just not sure what the hell is supposed to be happening in this scene. Like, are they friends or are they foes? Are, are they being nice, trying to help her? Are or they trying to her. kidnap her and right. rape her? It's <laughs> unclear. She's fighting them, but is she even awake? Yes, we, we're not sure. <laughs> so she just jumps out of the car, right, and tumbles down the side. And of they the look road. out, and they're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna leave." Her. Too much trouble for that. <laughs> Which fair. And then she sees two ladybugs and has like a moment with the ladybugs or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and then meets, as one is apt to in the woods, a chimpanzee. A friendly chimp. Sure. Who holds out her hand. <laughs> and so Jennifer takes the hand of the chimp and follows the chimp. Mm-hmm. to the entomologist's house. Right. Dr. McGregor, mm-hmm. uh, played by Donald Pleasance. Mm-hmm. So we have seen them earlier. Donald Pleasance has been working with the police to identify, you know, like the time of death of the murder victims right. by bug infestation. Forensic entomology. Which is a real thing. It That's is a real thing. thing. That's a real thing. Uh, but yes, they have what we know to be the head of the first victim, mm-hmm. the one we saw get killed. They've recovered her head and it's swarming with maggots. Which, why does he just have that? What do you mean? Like, it's just on his table. Well, the cops brought it to him to identify how long ago the victim died. And he's able to scientifically determine that it was eight months ago, eight months and 15 days ago, to be precise, that that dude cut her head off and threw it down the waterfall. So anyway... <laughs> Jennifer Connelly's in the lab with the doctor and the chimp, and he gives her a bug, and I guess the bug is exhibiting arousal? Yeah, she's she's turning this bug on. And he's very much like, oh, that bug. <laughs> he's emitting pheromones for you. He really wants to get it on with you, and he's very focused on the bug wanting to fuck Jennifer Connelly. It's very weird. It's a very weird conversation. Uh, and he's like, smell it. Do you smell that? <laughs> He's doing that for you. That's the smell of bug lust. He's, 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 he wants you to... He's doing that for you. And I just... There's too much... And this is after the bug had, like, splooged in his face. <laughs> so it's a very odd... It's just odd. I think it's a very happy coincidence that this girl who has telepathic bug powers happened to run into a friendly entomologist mm-hmm. who has an interest in the telepathic connection of insects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, you know, it's fortuitous how that worked out. He fucks Just bugs. completely random. This is how he gets around the consent question. He's <laughs> like, oh, well, we have a telepathic connection, so there is consent, and I can fuck these bugs. It's very odd. Wait, I'm sorry, he's fucking the bugs? I think he's fucking the bugs. I don't think he's fucking the I bugs. I think he's fucking the bugs. <laughs> he knew a lot about you're, you're, this is, when the bugs are aroused. and You are projecting some stuff onto Donald Pleasance here. I really am not. Anyway. Be more worried about his chimp who's walking around with that swollen ass. Okay, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> which is, which apparently is, that's the female chimps when they're in heat is when their asses get swollen like that. That's what I saw, so. Okay, well her ass was swollen the entire film. Yeah. Alright, I'm not, I can't with this film. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so so far the plot is very simple. No, it's all very. It's not very None of this has made any sense. Anyone it's a story. It's a story like, as old as the ages. Going on. It's a story that's been told a thousand times before. Telepathic bug girls, you know. Helper chimp. Helper chimp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the school's like, what the fuck is going on with this chick? Let's strap her in for an EEG or whatever the hell and see if she has... Which seems like kind of, I mean... Total violation, not cool, probably a little. Right. Basically, she was sleepwalking one night and they're strapping her into an EKG. Yeah, ready to ship her off to Mm -hmm. the loony bin. Yeah. Um, So she goes back to her room and she's like, Sophie, dude, I need you to keep an eye out and make sure that I don't sleepwalk anymore. And Sophie's like... "Eh." Sophie's like, absolutely, I'll totally do that. No, first she was not super into it and then... Jennifer gave her, like, the answer to one of the questions in class. And she's like, okay, I'll watch after you. Um, But immediately leaves her post when her, like, fuckboy comes and is like, She she sneaks out. She sneaks out to mm -hmm. see her boyfriend wearing Jennifer Connelly's shirt, which is like, dude, that's not cool. (laughs) 
if you're going to wear my shirt, don't get murdered in my shirt. Uh, so she goes out to make with her, make out with her boyfriend. And so, of course, she dies. Well, her boyfriend's there like two minutes and yeah. then is like, oh, I got to get, I got to go. I, I got to go. go I got to go back and rejoin up with my regiment or yeah. something. He's like in military school. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, hardly worth sneaking out for. No. But she stabbed pretty much immediately. <laughs> And I feel like you're sort of rushing through some of the, there's the nothing, plot points what, here. What would you like to talk about here? I don't feel like you're really giving what, them the, what would you like, what, the respect. What would you like to ruminate on in this moment? <laughs> Tell me what you'd like to parse here. <clears throat> no, I'm good. Carry, I didn't think so. Carry okay. on. <laughs> so Jennifer Connelly hears the scream of Sophie being murdered. Yeah. She goes out mm-hmm. and follows a fucking firefly. A friendly firefly. Who's going to lead the way, like happens. See, you suggested before the movie that you didn't see the use of having telepathic bug powers. Mm-hmm. And I think after watching the movie, you have to admit that they come in super useful. Like, forget flying, forget super strength, forget invisibility. I think if you could pick one superpower to have, it would be the ability to talk with and control insects. No. Why not? This film <laughs> is ludicrous. <laughs> She follows a fucking firefly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which leads her to a bush of some sort that has a glove in it. Right. Yeah. The glove is full of maggots. Mm-hmm. As, as gloves are. Because that's a thing. And so I guess the maggots tell her what happened to Sophie. She she gets a little a little telepathic communique from from the maggots. From the maggots. They're larvae, actually. I want to be technical. They're not maggots. They're larvae. Okay. But yeah, she gets a little flash of Sophie's death from them. So she she takes the glove to Doctor Doctor Bug, mm-hmm. and this is where we get his his treatise on how insects are telepathic. That you know they basically have ESP. He suggests there's some sort of connection between insects and the human soul, mm-hmm. which is terribly deep and profound. Something about butterflies. <laughs> it's just again makes no sense. Okay. No sense. So she goes back to school. Yeah. And has obviously just become a pariah because she's a weird ass chick. And, but these girls, I, their idea of taunting her and teasing her and sort of owning her is by buzzing <laughs> and saying, I'm a spider. <laughs> uh, well, they, one of the girls has read the letter she wrote to her father where she said, hey, dad, FYI, I can talk to bugs. Mm-hmm. And so now they've decided she's crazy and they're going to taunt her with bug noises. Which is lame as shit. That's that's not how the mean girls in your school no, behaved. That's, it's ridiculous. Like you're buzzing <laughs> and that's supposed to like, I, I don't, and you, you're calling yourself a spider? Like, okay, mm-hmm. ooh, burn on me. Yeah, that's a good one. That's about as lame as when the cheerleaders were throwing tampons at Carrie. It's like, you paid for those fucking tampons and now you're just throwing, that's, you're fucking your own shit up. I don't understand. That's the best you got. You're in an all-girls school, and that's the best you got. Buzz. <laughs> no one said this was a very good school. It's not even about being smart. It's about being good at being a bitch. If you learn anything in a girl school, you know how to learn how to be a bitch. <laughs> and that's that's the best you got. You can make a bug noise at me. Well, she gets back at him. And that. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like crying, and they're getting to her, and then she sort of breaks because they've at this point they've all sort of surrounded her again making bug noises mm-hmm. and she sort of breaks out of the crowd and becomes backlit and all of a sudden there's wind tossing her hair and she very calmly says i love you all and she's not talking to the girls no she's talking to her bug friends <laughs> who then swarm the school and cover all the windows uh-huh and it's weird as shit <laughs> One of the taglines for this movie was, Jennifer has a few million close friends. She's going to need them all. You're just staring at me now. I didn't write the tagline. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just flies on a window. They're not. The whole school is just surrounded by this swarm Are they of coming flies. in? Are they going to do anything? What's happening? <laughs> and everybody's just standing there looking at the flies, and then she passes out. I just don't think. Pretty good special effects, though. The flies? Yeah. I guess. I mean, the flies in the window are just flies. Yes. And we'll talk about those later. But before that, we see the swarm around the school. Mm-hmm. This was achieved by pouring coffee grounds into water and then superimposing that over the image of the school so that it looked like this swar- cloud swarming over the school. I think that's pretty cool. Sure. You're not impressed with the coffee ground? Could have just chosen a different plot. <laughs> but okay. Anyway. Must we keep going? 
Oh, I think we must, because I think we haven't even gotten to the interesting parts of this movie yet. I told you last week, the fact that Jennifer Connelly talks to insects is like the fifth weirdest thing about this movie. There's much weirder stuff to come. So they have her, you know, in a bed and she's getting, she has an IV drip in her arm and she's being guarded by a nurse and they're basically just keeping her until she wakes up and they can sort of ship her off to a mental institution. Yes. And the headmistress calls her something like Lady of the Flies. What the right. Fuck? The devil is the Lord of the Flies. She is it's the Lady, lady of, of the, the Flies. flies which, mm-hmm. again, epic burn. Um, <laughs> the nurse that's supposed to be watching her falls asleep pretty quickly. Yeah. And then Jennifer Connelly makes what is the loudest escape (laughs) ever put to film. She's trying to be really quiet. She's trying to be really quiet, but is knocking over lamps (laughs) and the fucking IV stand Mm -hmm. and the knitting needle drops to the floor Mm -hmm. and then the fucking cuckoo clock goes off. There's just... Because it's Switzerland. There are cuckoo clocks everywhere. It's re- And the nurse does not wake up, which, <laughs> nope, not real, not possible. The part of that that bothers me is she's trying to be so quiet, but she puts her shoes on. Yeah. And so she's like clopping. Like, you just it's could not a good, carry your shoes in your hand until good. you leave the room. It's <laughs> just would have been good. okay. <laughs> so she goes to her friend, Dr. Bug, and mm-hmm. she's like, dude, shit is getting bad. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay. Uh, we looked at the maggots, and the maggots are a special kind of maggot from the gra- sarco- what great Right, sarco- the insect is called the, the great sarcophagus because it only feeds on human bodies, which I don't know if that's a real thing or not. Don't all oh, Let's go with I'm it. I guess some feed off of meat. I, I don't know. Sure. All right, whatever. So he basically says you got to follow the flies right. to the He's, dead body. He says we have to enlist the two greatest detectives, known or unknown. Mm-hmm. You. Nope. And the bug, the great sarcophagus. No. <laughs> what I like is he basically says to her, okay, 14-year-old girl, mm-hmm. why don't you go off and find where the dead bodies are, are hidden? With the fly. And get back to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has superpower. Greatest detective in the world. So she follows the fly. Mm-hmm. And we come to the cottage that we remember from the start of the movie. Right. And she goes... That's, where the, that's where the fly leads her. Yes. That's she's on the, the bus yes. with the fly. And the fly starts to freak the fuck and out. It's, it's like a Geiger counter. Right. Like, as she's getting close to where the bodies are, the fly starts freaking out. Yes. And buzzing. So she gets off the bus and she releases the fly and she follows the fly to the cottage. Uh-huh. So she's like, looking like around, one does. Sure. Looking around the cottage, nobody's there. It's pretty much cleaned out. They get to this like closety sort of area where there there's like fucking papers mm-hmm. at the top of a bookshelf and she tries to reach them and she falls and then the estate agent comes behind her and scares the shit out of her and is just like get the fuck out of here and scares her <laughs> off before she can do any further investigating, but we see that in her fall she sort of punched a hole in the floor. Mhm. And the fly is very excited about we the get, whole... This is, there's a couple of times in the movie where we get the fly POV yes. shot. Fly vision. Sure. And so we see that there's a dead body or, a, excuse me, a hand. A severed hand down a in the hole. A random ass hand in the hole. Covered with, with maggots. With maggots. Argento must have bought maggots in bulk. I mean... Like, he's got no shortage of maggots in this movie. I also imagine PETA was not happy with this film. And there were... Do you remember the maggots in Suspiria, too, that came through the ceiling? I do remember and, the maggots mm-hmm. in Suspiria, yeah. yes. So, yes, I guess this maggots is, one of is his another... trademark trademark features. Women through windows, stabbing with scissors, <laughs> maggots, mm-hmm. women running through woods. Yeah. So, it's obvious that there's some shit under those floorboards. Yeah. But we go to the professor's house. Uh, yeah, I think that's where we are. Yes. And the chimp is outside the flying house a kite? flying a kite at because, nighttime, sure. apparently. Which, you know, the chimp's, it, chimp can't work all the time. Chimp's got some, some leisure time uh-huh. coming to him. Her. <laughs> but then the chimp starts going crazy because it gets locked out of the house. And so it's banging on the door, banging on the window. And finally... The chimp knows something's wrong. The, he knows, the chimp knows something is wrong. And so the professor comes out of his room... Professor's in a wheelchair. I don't think we mentioned that earlier, but he's in a, so he's in a wheelchair. So he takes his chairlift down the stairs. He gets about halfway down before someone pushes the button to stop the chairlift. And he's like, who is that? What the fuck's going on? The chimp is still going crazy at the door. And at this point is like tearing the door apart, trying to get into the house. Again, great acting from the chimp. The chimp is fucking amazing. <laughs> 
Like you would expect these to be special effect shots. They're not. They really no. have that chimp tearing that, that chimp window apart, acting upset, apart. trying to get in. And then whoever has just broken into the house pushes the button again, and so the chair continues to come down, and Dr. B- Bug is stabbed to death. Yes. And finally the chimp gets in. He, on the other hand, is doing no acting no. of any kind not in this all. movie. It's like he didn't even try. No. He was like, give me my check. Um, he let a bug jizz in his face. That was all he was interested in doing. So the chimp comes in and she sees that her her friend has been stabbed. It's to a death. sad it's, scene. It's actually a really sad. Again, the chimp is bringing <laughs> all of it to the table because she she gets this like little whimper, like a dog mm-hmm. almost. Is very. She sad. lays her head on it's his really sad. knee. Yeah, but the chimp is pissed now. Super the chimp pissed. is on a mission. So we see the car with our assailant drive off. <laughs> this is the moment. Okay, so here's my impression of your viewing of this movie. Okay. I think up until about this moment, you were almost a little bored sure. for the first half That's of fair. this movie. That's a fair assessment. And I think it is. The first half of this movie is kind of slow. It's a little sort of repetitive from some of the stuff mm-hmm. from Suspiria, kind of recycling, you know, the girl at the school and the mean girls and like all of that. It's all kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. And then I think this was about the moment where things start to pick up and you started to get more interested. I don't know that interested in this is movie. the right word. <laughs> Because as the murderer is driving away in the car, suddenly... The chimp (laughs) has jumped onto the roof of the car (laughs) and is trying to, like, break through the windshield... Beating on the roof of the car. ...to get at the killer. (laughs) The killer then swerves the car, and the chimp flies off the roof into the road. That scene alone is worth the price of admission for this movie. And there are such more amazing scenes to Somebody come. wrote that down. Yeah. And then and at filmed least it. one other person read it and <laughs> yeah. said, oh, yeah. And nobody stopped him. This is what we're doing. <laughs> nobody said, Dario, man, you're losing your shit. And yet still not the weirdest image in this movie. So the chimp is like walking, <clears throat> comes to a trash can. Yeah. We think he's sort of looking, she's sort of looking for food. Finds a switchblade in the trash. A straight razor. Straight mm-hmm. razor in the in the trash. Wait, yeah, was it just randomly in the trash? I don't... Did someone just throw out a straight razor I, that the, the chimp happened to find? Apparently. It's it's a little weird. Uh, everything about the film is a little weird. <laughs> but yeah. Now, now she has a straight razor. She's out for blood. Now, here's my favorite part about this. Okay. That's the last time we see that chimp. Yes. For a while. For a long while. Yeah. By the time we see the chimp again, we have forgotten. I'm pretty sure you had forgotten the chimp a, was out there with, 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 a, straight with, a, with a straight razor. Okay, yeah, absolutely. It was Chekhov's <laughs> fucking chimp with brilliant, a straight razor. Brilliant storytelling. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they had eighty thousand things going on, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got that chimp out there. <laughs> How can we bring the chimp back in?" I got it. Boom. <laughs> <sighs> So, in the meantime, Jesus, this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Connelly has tried to reach out to her father's attorney. Yes. So that he could Morris. wire, whatever. So he could wire her money so that she can buy a flight back home because she's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Which, <laughs> kudos to you for recognizing when it's time to go home. Mm-hmm. She explains, I don't want to be murdered. Right. And that is all she says. <laughs> she's like, Yes, murdered. Someone's trying to murder me. I'll Send tell me you some about money, it bitch. When I get back to LA. <laughs> Got it. So she goes to the Swiss bank because mm-hmm. he said, okay, I'll, I'll wire you some money. Yeah. There's no money. No. Frau bitch shows up and she's like, uh, so the lawyer told me that he was worried about you and he asked me to go ahead and buy you a ticket and to take care of you. And she's like, okay, fine. So they go to Frau bitch's house <laughs> and Frau bitch is like, here's my home. Super creepy. <laughs> the mirrors are covered. Because my son is unwell. And shouldn't see himself. Doesn't like to see his his reflection. Mm -hmm. Would you like some tea? (laughs) (laughs) So Jennifer Connelly starts wandering around the house and comes to a room where what appears to be a little boy is sitting with his back to her. She kicks the toy and it hits the little boy and the boy tips over and hits the ground. And she's like, oh my God, I just killed your son. (laughs) But it's very clearly a fucking mannequin. It's very obviously a doll. So I don't know how she made that mistake mm, no. and but then frown bitch is just like pick the doll up really sort of coldly and just like you stupid bitch it's a doll and then just drops it on the ground 
and it's just becoming sort of more and more hostile as the time goes on. And she's like, they're they're very hostile to each they're other. Very here. hostile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, oh, you look like you got a fever. Here, take these pills. Yeah. Do not. Yeah. Ever take water, pills, food, anything from someone who you know. Who you have a strong feeling is a murderer. Mm-hmm. Who has a weird ass mannequin boy in their home. <laughs> has all the mirrors covered. And all and, the mirrors are covered. And here's the thing: to her credit, Jennifer Connelly doesn't want to take the pill. She says, right. "I'm not taking your goddamn pills. Leave me alone." But then takes it. But then takes the pill after. So Frau, you're calling her Frau bitch. Mm-hmm. We'll go with that. Yes. So Frau bitch hands her the pills. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Connelly goes into the bathroom, locks the door. Yes, where she could have just flushed. Where the she pills. could have just flushed the pills down yep. the toilet. Doesn't do that. She actually takes one of the pills. Yes, for reasons surpassing understanding. No, except that we then wanted to do a self-induced vomiting scene. Wait, but let's back up. Okay. Does she see the maggots before she takes the pills? No. Is it after? It's after. Okay. All right. So, yes. Yeah, so, she takes the pill, and then she goes to wash her hands right. and picks up the bar of soap, and there are maggots. And it's covered with maggots. As happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then goes to dry her hands on the towel. Maggots. <laughs> goes to look in the tub. Just like every surface maggots. is covered with maggots. I guess it ha- she hadn't noticed before, but the, apparently mm-hmm. the place is just ca- crawling with maggots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then poison and realizes that she's taken poison. And so she doubles over yeah. with like stomach pains. Yeah. Which it's is fast acting. It, well, it's fast acting, and then eventually she's gonna vomit it, vomit up. up the pill, which is not even dissolved yet. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, calling bullshit. This on, has to be. That's what you're calling bullshit on. Yeah, that's that's where my wow. suspension of disbelief okay. Okay. breaks down. Okay. Is, is okay. the mm-hmm. efficacy of this pill that has just barely dissolved in her stomach? All right. We obviously have <laughs> everything lines. else. We have different lines. Everything else in this movie makes <laughs> perfect sense to me. It's it's the the pill dosage that I'm having having an issue with. So she vomits up the pill <laughs> in a really prolonged it's scene long, of her trying to make herself it's, throw it's, up. It's a it's a lengthy vomiting scene. Um, and at this point, Frau bitch is banging on the bathroom door like, "Bitch, what you doing in there?" <laughs> and so she opens the door, and Jennifer Connelly runs to get the phone to call the police. I guess she's trying to call. Yeah. And Frau bitch looks in the with scene. no subtlety, no. like right in front of yeah. Frau Bugner just walks across the room, picks up the phone, yeah. and starts dialing. Well, and Frau Bitch goes in the bathroom and looks in the sink and sees the pill that she's just vomited up. So it's right. also just like you're just... Which is not dissolved, no. which was my point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Your point. <laughs> um, so Frau Bitch realizing that she hasn't been poisoned, or she hasn't su- successfully poisoned Jennifer Connelly, goes over and just sort of bangs her on the head, rips the phone out of the wall, and then it, her house becomes like... <laughs> <laughs> when did she do all this? Her, it, like, it's a bunker. Like, all of a sudden, there's... She presses a button and steel shutters steel close shutters over close the windows over and doors. Windows and all of a sudden, the door yeah. is like a fucking prison like the house door. seals it's very, itself. I just... Whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's a, quite a feat of engineering. I don't know when or why. So, then we see the inspector who has been on the sort of the detective, murder yes. the detective mm-hmm. case for the, the, the murder case for a while. He comes to Frau Bitch's house and he's like, they're talking and this is when we get the backstory of that she used to work at the insane asylum and that she was attacked and raped through the bars and then she takes him into the house and we hear him scream so she's obviously attacked him mm-hmm. and jennifer connelly goes on a very long process of trying to get to the phone All right she's got to climb over the transom of this door right. and get down the other side to get the phone knocks the phone into a hole in the floor <laughs> just a big open hole in the floorboards which is like apparently connected to miles of tunnels <laughs> and so she's crawling through the tunnels underground to get to the phone to call for help and while she's in the tunnel she's somehow grabbed by the inspector who has been chained to the fucking wall in some weird dungeon room and he's totally beat up and banged up and she's oh, so yeah, busy I, I hadn't thought about that that doesn't really does, work does the it the geography of that I have no idea because <laughs> he's got works. both hands chained to the right. wall and yet somehow when she's in the tunnel she can he, grab him he reaches in and grabs her but there's no hole behind him <laughs> yeah okay that's, makes no sense I, I hadn't really thought about that yeah. <laughs> So grabs, wow, you've identified something else in this movie that doesn't make I've sense. I've identified everything in this movie doesn't make any sense. So he grabs her and she's so busy sort of fighting him off because she doesn't realize who he is that she falls into <laughs> a pit of just 
terror. It is decomposed <laughs> bodies and maggots in in liquid form. In it's li- all it's, it's full just, of water. It's disgusting. And a, a lot of like, there's got to be twenty bodies bobbing around in there. It's disgusting. And all the maggots in the world. So many, like maggots. all the maggots. So many that were ever born. Definitely are in this maggots. pool. It's so gross. She's covered with. It's so disgusting. <laughs> and again, knowing how Argento made movies, one suspects that. That was really just a pool full of maggots oh, that he threw Jennifer Connelly sure. into. Like, maybe they were fake, but I'm, I wouldn't no. count on it. No. So Frau Bitch shows up and she's laughing at Jennifer Connelly <laughs> trying to, like, stay afloat in this pool of terror. And... <sighs> the detective is behind her struggling to get out of the handcuffs. And then we get a very detailed shot... Mm-hmm. Of him breaking his own thumb so yeah. that he can get out of the handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's <laughs> it's a little much for me. Uh, but he does, and he chokes Frau Bitch, and Jennifer Connelly escapes. And never really goes to check on him or no. like, concerns Mm-mm, herself no, she with just his, runs. His, his survival. But she runs. Well, he's a cop, and she's a 14-year-old girl. Still. She does, however, when she's running down the hall of the house and she hears a child crying. Mm-hmm. So she she is good-hearted enough to stop and, and check on the child. Mm-hmm. And she enters this room and the child has its back to her. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, I know your mom was evil, but it's all over now. I want to help you. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the child turns around. <laughs> I don't know. And was that the moment where you just got up and left the room? Was it? I think that might have been... No, that no? wasn't the moment. Really? No. Okay. I know when I left the room. Yeah, so he turns around. That was, you did, however, you know, scream out, like, what the fuck is this movie yeah. at that point, I believe. Yeah. Because his face <laughs> is like a melted thumb with <laughs> teeth and also covered with maggots. I... Yeah. Do, do you see why I think this is such a great movie to watch? It's not a great movie at because all. Because you get to this last 20 minutes, and every time you think it couldn't get weirder, it gets weirder. That's not an endorsement to me. That's just like, <laughs> no, that's I don't find that to be a positive at all. <clears throat> so, of course, she runs away, as mm-hmm. you yeah. would, from that. And the son, she gets into a boat, random boat, and the son chases her out. <laughs> she. <laughs> and she jumps into the boat. She's trying to start the boat. The kid, with his spear, with his javelin of death, runs down the dock after her and jumps into the boat and starts trying to stab her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Succeeding only in stabbing a hole in the gas tank of the boat, which will become important be in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and so what does she do? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> She summons the flies. She uses her super useful insect powers, exactly. Mm -hmm. And this ridiculously... First of all, there are not that many flies in Switzerland, but okay. (laughs) She summons all of the flies, and they descend upon the little boy, and they're all over his face, and then he starts clawing at his face and pulling his own, like, flesh... Because they're, like, eating his flesh. his face, Mm -hmm. and it's disgusting. (laughs) And then he falls overboard. Okay, so let's let's talk about this scene for a moment. Let's talk about how this special effect was achieved. I don't even want to know. Uh, Very complicated, very clever how they did this. They bought two million fly larvae, and they waited for them to hatch. (laughs) And the minute they started hatching... They called the actor, the dwarf actor playing the little boy, and was like, okay, we got to rush you into makeup. The flies are hatching. And then they covered him with melted sugar. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where are and the unions? This is unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> Hell no. There's not enough money in the world. No. Mm-mm. Just poured melted sugar all nope. over his body so the flies would attack him and stick to him. Nope. <laughs> nope. And then, after the, they were done shooting, and and I'm assuming that somehow they shot the scene, or the earlier scene with the windows and the flies all over, mm-hmm. probably that was the same explosion of flies. Mm-hmm. But after it was over, they just opened the window and let all the flies out, and the town was apparently infested with flies for several days after. Argento said he went into a restaurant, and the owner was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's not the season for flies, but for some reason, their place is full of flies. And it's just because they just released all the flies on this poor little Swiss village. 
for this trash ass movie. No, you fucked up a whole ecosystem for that shot. Worth it. No. Worth no. Yeah, absolutely no. worth it. No. <laughs> nope. Okay, so this, I mean, the flies have eaten the kid. The kid's torn his face off and fallen into the water. This must be the end of the movie. Of course, not the end of the movie. He's that not must, dead. <laughs> I mean, how do you top that? So the boat catches on fire because we, if we recall, the, the gas, gas tank was tank mm. So Jennifer Connelly jumps into the water and while underwater. Now we have a lake of fire. There's now a lake of fire because we needed another thing. Mm-hmm. And the son grabs her while she's underwater. She's able to sort of fight him off, and then he is burned, I think, in the fire water. Yeah, that's a little anti Like, the fact that he was still alive, yeah. and then he, but he just sort of attacks her underwater and then pops up, and then he gets burned, burned to death. Yeah. It's a little anticlimactic. We sort of didn't need that last shot of the sun. If you want to go through the list of things we didn't need in this film... <laughs> But okay, so now now the movie has to be over. So she comes out of the water. There can't be any more surprises now. Car pulls up. <laughs> She's walking up the dock. And it's the attorney, Miles. Morris, he's Morris come, to, he's come to save the day. And she runs to him because she's happy to see a friendly face to take her home because the movie's over. Morris is decapitated. <laughs> out of nowhere, a sheet of metal... Cuts Morris's head off in one clean stroke. Just. That was the moment you got up and left the room, now that I yes, remember. Yes, that was the moment that you I walked like, I'm out. Done. Because <laughs> she just fucking killed him with a cookie sheet, and it's just like, what? No. No. So she attacks Jennifer Connell. Oh, sorry, this is Frau Bitch. Frau Bitch. <clears throat> right, Frau Bitch, who's still still alive and coming after her. I do like, there's a little reminder of, of Scatman Crothers in The Shining. Mm-hmm. You spend the entire movie waiting for him to come up and rescue them. And then as soon as he gets there, he gets killed. He That's kind of Morris's yeah. role in this That's movie. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so Frau Bitch attacks Jennifer Connelly with the cookie sheet. Uh, uh-huh. And she was like, you know. Why that's her weapon of choice, I don't know. I don't she's know where the fuck a, she got a big piece of sheet metal. I guess that she she's took decided. it from her fucking window that she had fucking fortified home. <laughs> and, um, so, okay, so that has to be the last surprise. She goes like, oh, you know, he was diseased, but he was my son. Which you can't, I just. <laughs> Uh, and then tells her, why don't you call your insects? Which is actually a good burn. Um, <laughs> Where are your insects Where are your now? your closet, bitch? So we think Jennifer Connelly's going to die. When... Dun, 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 chimp. <laughs> chimp with, with her a straight, straight razor. razor. <laughs> jumps on the back of Frau, bitch. And slices her the fuck You up. had forgotten about the chimp, hadn't I you? I had forgotten about the chimp. And he stabs her repeatedly... <laughs> And then... And again, just uh, note on the filmmaking here, that's something else that you would expect that to be a special effects shot. No, no. The chimp actually did all that hitting her in the face. I'm worried about the I chimp. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the straight razor was dull, but it was really the chimp that was hitting her in the I'm face really with that thing. I'm worried about the chimp's welfare. Because the actress said that when they were shooting that scene, the chimp's handler was telling her, whatever you do, don't ride around, because the chimp could get upset and that could be dangerous. How the fuck are you supposed to... <laughs> and Dario Argento was telling her, no, no, writhe around more. You need to be writhing around more. Nobody got paid enough for this, is what I'm saying. Nobody. So the chimp, yeah, cuts the shit out of her and finally kills her. And then tosses the blade. (laughs) Very dramatically. It's a very dramatic moment. I'm done with violence. I did it. (laughs) Revenge. (laughs) Like fucking John Wick. And it's just... Like a, like a gunslinger it's, putting down his weapon at the end of the movie. You know, finally finished the job yeah. and <laughs> runs over to Jennifer Connelly and they have a lovely little A little moment. embrace there on the beach. And that's the end of this fucking <laughs> bullshit ass movie. <laughs> Terrible. Tell me that was not the greatest final act of a movie you have ever seen. How are we defining greatest? <laughs> well, most memorable. Sure. Most surprising. Sure. Okay. That doesn't make it good. <laughs> I mean, most movies you can predict exactly That's where they're true. going. That's true. I did not. This see is a movie that you could coming. not predict. I did not see that coming. Well, because there again, there were so many different. Like there were too many things in this movie. <laughs> Way too many things. But they all come together at Do the they? end. That's the impressive part. Do they though? It all coalesces in this final cacophony of genius. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I said that there were no redeeming qualities about this film, and I take that back because the chimp was amazing. The um, chimp, the chimp. Well, the, so the chimp was apparently d- difficult to work with. 
as most great actors are. The story is that in that final scene, when they are having their little tender embrace, the very last shot of the film, Mm -hmm. when Jennifer Connelly is hugging the chimp, the chimp bit off her finger. (laughs) And they had to rush her to the hospital and sew the tip of her finger back on. I've seen this story all over the internet. I have not seen it in Jennifer Connelly's own words. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I would if it were true. I feel like that would come up in interviews with Jennifer Connelly about the time that, the chimp about the, time the chimp bit really her finger off ever want to when talk she about was 14 film. years old. She has probably erased this entire experience. Um, she has said that the chimp bit her, that there was, you know, one scene where, and again, it was Argento telling her to like, oh, I need the chimp to face me, turn the chimp around. And she tried to turn the chimp to face the camera or something, and the chimp didn't like being handled and bit her. So the thing about biting her finger off may or may not be apocryphal. But the chimp the chimp was very good. I feel like the performance they got out of the chimp made it all worthwhile. It did make it all worthwhile. <laughs> it was the best element of the film. It did not make it worthwhile <laughs> by any means. All right. Do you have a you have anything else to say about this no. this masterpiece? No. <laughs> you were not uh, terribly impressed with the dialogue. The dialogue was terrible. The acting was really bad. Yeah, that's a yeah. I mean, both Jennifer Connelly and and Donald Pleasance are pretty good actors. I, I feel like maybe just no one can look good in one of these movies. They both seem really bad yes. in this movie. Yes. Like I said, Donald Pleasance just seems like he's not giving any performance at all. He's just reading his lines. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Connelly either had not learned to act yet or something about this process <laughs> did not let her act as well as she was able to. It's pretty bad. Well, she wasn't awesome in Labyrinth either, so it may be that she was just yeah, young and hadn't could be. really come into her, mm-hmm. her gifts yet. So what what does it all mean? The fuck? It don't mean shit. <laughs> it means absolutely nothing. It means somebody did a lot of drugs. <laughs> no, it's, it's deeply symbolic. It's all, you know, Freudian and, or Jungian or... Okay, so explain or something. It to me. All right. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, sadly, I don't think we have time. For no, we, to, there's no time. It's a very, it's, it's a just, very complicated a, argument. No, um, I don't think it is. You can read my thesis on it. Broad stroke it for me. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, but I love this movie to death, and that pains me because I married you, and I just. I feel like you should have told me this before we got married, because this would have changed the calculus on that. <laughs> I think I watched this for the first time after we got married. Where was I? In fact, I probably, I might have watched this for the first time wondering if it was something we would do for the unenthusiastic critic back when we were doing it for the blog. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I didn't actually have you watch this back then. Because I knew the first time I watched this movie that I wanted to watch it with you. Because it's just so batshit crazy. I'd like if you would think of nice things <laughs> for us to do together. That's, I mean, that's not really our relationship. I would like for it to be. We've been together almost 15 years now. Do you really want to mess with the yes, formula now? I would like to mess with I feel like it's been working. I really like to mess with the formula. Like, I literally have no idea why you're still with me, but that being the case, I don't want to mess with anything. I don't want to start doing anything differently because I feel like I could screw up whatever the delicate alchemy of our relationship is. So we're just going to have to keep watching things like Phenomena. No, I'm drawing a line in the sand. <laughs> You enjoyed it. I know you I did enjoyed not. it. This is me telling you. <laughs> I did not enjoy that film. All right. That's all I got. You got anything else? The fuck else is there to say? <laughs> That's our show. We want to thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next week for the conclusion of the Unenthusiastic Critics 2019 Halloween Movie Marathon. Aren't you going to be sad to see this come to an end? No. In fact, we can cut it early. That was like eight Halloween movies in one. I'm just, I'm done. Well, the next one is is kind of a borderline movie anyway. We began this year's marathon talking about the great classic monsters. And certainly in any list of the all-time greats, vampires would need to be near the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And I think every generation gets the pop culture vampire phenomenon that it deserves. You, millennials, for example, got your beloved Twilight movies. That is not my vampire. <laughs> I reject that entire... Is it a trilogy? Like, it's like a fucking octet. I don't know. Like, it's just... I reject it all. That's not my vampire. My generation, on the other hand, Generation X, we got the brooding, mulleted, hard-rocking bloodsuckers of Joel Schumacher's The Lost Boys from 1987. Kiefer! Kiefer, Jamie Gertz, and both the Corys. Corys. 
allegory. I sort of can't believe you haven't seen The Lost Boys. Why the fuck would I watch The Lost Boys? <laughs> it, you know, it was such a staple of my youth that I just... No. Again, it's just one of those movies I feel like everyone has seen. I think like Jersey or something, like <laughs> mulleted vampires in Jersey on the boardwalk. It's not Jersey, it's California, but there's a boardwalk, yes. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. it's not. Nope. So that's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, you can find us on the web at unaffiliatedcritic.com, where you can subscribe to the podcast, download earlier episodes, find our contact and social media links, or make a donation to support our work. As always, we encourage you to leave a comment on the show or suggest a film Nakia desperately needs to see to make her life complete. Until next time, remember, true love means conning your partner into watching movies they really, really don't want to watch. Get a chimp. That movie made you want to have a chimp? I mean, apparently they're loyal. (laughs) Ride or die bitches. You want a chimp to avenge your death? Should yes. it be necessary? Yes, I do. Okay. I feel like that could end. Because you wouldn't jump on a hood for me. for me. You wouldn't jump on a hood for me. <laughs> I'd be in the car. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is completely random, but uh, someone I saw on the internet put this into my head, and now I, I hear it every time I hear the title of this movie. Okay. Phenomena. Do, 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 do. Phenomena. Do, 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 do. Phenomena. Phenomena. Wasn't the name of that movie with. Oh, no, that was Powder. I thought it was called. There actually is a movie called Phenomenon. Okay. With John Travolta. Maybe that's what And he has powers, sort of like Powder's powers. So I think you're getting these three things all mixed up. Okay. Yeah. Be a great triple bill. No.